Welcome to the Magnetic as Fuck podcast. I am your host, Mari Lee, Akashic Record Reader, Quantum Energy Healer, Life, Mindset, and Spiritual Coach, helping you break free from your past, embody your next level self, and create lasting transformation. Made for awakening individuals and entrepreneurs, on this podcast, we will be talking all things personal development, mindset, and spirituality, so you too can become magnetic as fuck. Welcome back to the Magnetic as Fuck podcast. I am here today with Meredith Rawlings, life coach, human design expert, quantum energy healer, and her boyfriend, partner, Nathan. Do you want me to use your last name? Uh, Find him on LinkedIn. Yeah, at least I'll do that. <laughs> do not I think, can you cut that out? You might cut that out. Um, <laughs> we're really excited to have Nate and Meredith here today because you guys have been waiting for this podcast episode for a little while now. We have been wanting to do a podcast episode with relationship Q&As. So many of my clients, my followers, just a lot of the women that me and Meredith have worked with have a lot of questions on relationships and what a healthy relationship looks like, how they can communicate best with their partner, share their values and work through different things. And Meredith and Nate were honestly one of the best couples I could have brought into this podcast because I don't have very many other examples for you guys. Like this is one of the healthiest relationships I have seen from an outside perspective, at least. Obviously, I'm not in their relationship, but I have known them both for a couple of years now. And I'm just really excited to have them here. Meredith has the coaching perspective as well. And then Nate is bringing in the male masculine perspective that we cannot give to you guys. I hope this audio is okay for you because it honestly wasn't super easy recording with multiple people. We just don't have the setup for that. So you'll just have to bear with us for the audio. Um, I did my best to edit it and try to like minimize background noises. I hope it works out. And also if you hear some random noises, that might just be Meredith Sinate's adorable dog who we love. And she was hanging out with us for the podcast episode. Lastly, before we dive in, I want to note that in this podcast episode, we are focusing on relationships between a man and a woman because one, that's who I'm interviewing and two, that is the case, the most common for the clients that me and Meredith both work with. That being said, this really is applicable to anyone, no matter what your sexual orientation is or how you identify. And I do want to be inclusive in this podcast episode. So I wanted to put that in here. Even though we are generalizing in talking about men and women, I want to say that no matter what, I see you, I love you, and I'm so happy to have you here. All of this being said, let's dive into your guys' questions and get started. Would you guys like to jump in and say hi? Yeah, sure. I'm excited to be back. This is like a very different, I think, area of... um, coaching or perspective that I've, I've gone into before. So I'm excited. And the only other thing I would add to something I think would be valuable is setting yourself up to find and create a healthy relationship too. Like, even if you're, if you're not already in a relationship, this is hopefully we'll be able to provide a perspective. I've got some ideas as usual of what (laughs) you can do. Um, yeah, that's me. 
Yeah, uh, this is all new to me. Uh, I'm learning as I go here, so please bear with me as I as I figure this podcast thing out. I got some good coaches here, thankfully, <laughs> to help me. But uh, just to preface to say that this is what works for us, and uh, it's not going to be the same for everyone, and every situation is different. And you know, hopefully, we can provide a good example. Yeah. First podcast. Oh, yeah. Yes, this is Nate's first podcast. Yeehaw. You guys are going to have to give him props for this one because we're happy he's here with us. Very excited. He, well, and this is the other thing, too, is he also provides a very, like, normal, not woo-woo perspective. Correct. Which, I don't know about you, but I've gotten that question a lot. Like, if I'm into personal development and spirituality and all these things doesn't mean that I have to date someone who's also into all that. Yeah. And Nate is here to tell you no. <laughs> right? Definitely not. You sure do not. So it's also a, a really kind of, I think at times will be an opposing view of maybe what me and Mari say. So that'll be interesting. We'll see. And you guys are going to love this because honestly, I like when I see Nate, I like to just give him a bunch of relationship questions because I love hearing his perspective. It's just so straightforward and logical and men's brains really do work very differently than female brains. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's just always really interesting to me to like dive in and get the answers to these questions. Yeah. She usually likes to wait till I've been in the garage for about six hours and I'm mad at something on the vehicle. <laughs> and then she hits me with some, some intellectual questions. <laughs> yeah. But he always gives really good articulate answers. So, yeah. Um, he actually kicked off this podcast with like exactly where I wanted to just kick it off with is that it's really going to be different for every relationship. And I think that's something important to hit on. Like there are no set guidelines or rules about how to go about things. And so it is going to be different. And like he said, these are just kind of either advice that we would give to our clients and also what has worked for their relationship. Yeah. So I think the, we asked you guys for questions on social media. We asked our clients for questions. You guys sent in some really good ones. And the very first question that we actually, I feel like got from a couple of people is how would you, or what would you define as a healthy relationship versus an unhealthy relationship? You guys, you ladies, first, start? ladies first, absolutely. So I think this is one of those where I'm going to put the question back on whoever is asking and ask, what do you want out of a relationship? And if you haven't asked yourself that, then that's probably part of why you don't know what a healthy relationship should look like. Um, cause it is going to be different for everybody. I mean, I think that's the first place to start is what do you want out of a relationship? And you want to get as close to that as possible, figure out what your non-negotiables are and don't settle for anything less than that. But in general, like, I think you should just be having fun. You should feel supported. You should feel like you can talk to this person about anything. And there's always going to be conflict. There's going to be some like sticky, uncomfortable situations, conversations even. That's normal. That's healthy. But it's 
all about how you communicate and how you resolve the conflict. Because I think a lot of people think if it's healthy, then you never, ever fight. I agree. And mm-hmm. like there's bumps in the road for yeah. every relationship. But I also have heard a lot of people say, if you're not fighting, that's a bad sign, which I'm going to disagree with that. Fighting has, I think, for most of us, uh, it's kind of a loaded word. Yeah. Like you, there should be conflict mm-hmm. and there should be conflict resolution first and foremost. And I think that's what's healthy. Like you should be having fun. You should be laughing. You should be supported. You should be able to be exactly who you are and not have to hide anything. But still pushing each other to grow. Yeah. If that's what you want. Some people yeah. don't want that. I think if you're listening to this podcast, you probably do. But, you know. Some folks are happy where they're at. That's right. Yeah. I um, got a chance to read through some of these questions. And a lot of my answers would have been the same as Meredith on that. Um, I think the biggest thing for me that would define a healthy one, though, is going to be communication all of those things that she mentioned are going to be around communication, your willingness to talk to each other and sit down and work stuff out when it gets hard and or have fun and make jokes when it's not. Um, and I don't like the term fighting. I don't think that's accurate for what you should be. The conversations you should have in a relationship, you can get mad. People are going to get upset. Toes are going to get stepped on. Feelings are going to get hurt. But you should be able to talk about it and, and have a conflict or a maybe if you want to call it an argument uh, but it, it should be productive it shouldn't be just a ventilation of your emotions you should be able to to get some kind of resolution and, and positive yeah out of the end of it yeah I'm, I'm gonna you know me I have to share like very tangible action items for people to do but for the conflict resolution, like the way you can communicate things if your feelings are hurt or if you're not getting what you need um, is to instead of what ends up turning into a fight is usually if you say like, well, you always or you never or you haven't done this or mm-hmm. I never feel like you blah, blah, blah. And that's a very different conversation than saying I feel this way. Or how I usually frame it is, I'm not saying that this is accurate, but this is the story that I'm telling myself right now. Yeah. And if I frame it as, I'm just putting this out there. I'm not saying that I'm right. And I'm not saying that I'm blaming you or anything. I'm just saying this is how, this is the story I'm telling myself. Then it automatically diffuses everything and we can just have a conversation. Right. And usually he has like a very logical reason as to why my story is more dramatic than it needs to be. Right. And she's, then within five usually, minutes, we're like, oh, okay, that's yeah. fine. She's usually got a point though. You know, maybe I'm slipping on something because I'm busy at work. I mean, but it's a two way street. You have to be open to that level of communication. So when she says that, I can't. Even if I've had a bad day or whatever it was, I can't be flying off the handle. I need to listen to what she's saying and, and think about it, even if it does aggravate me. And to be honest, it does sometimes, but you got to stay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to you have to listen and remain calm and think about it from their perspective. I mean, that's the whole point of being in a relationship is this two way street that you have to walk down and uh, meet in the middle for a conversation and and typically we work it out five or ten minutes later everything is is fine you go ahead and and get it done and have the conversation but um along those same lines you can't let it build up you can't get to the point where you say well you always do this or you never do this these sweeping generalities are not you don't want to get to that point 
because then you're being passive aggressive and you're bound to blow up and that that's not what you want to happen so you just need to yeah. get it out of the way if you have a problem or something that's wrong or bothering you you just you bring it up and, mm-hmm. and rip the band-aid off so to speak eat the frog mm-hmm. do you think men and women both do that where they try and just not say anything just oh, yeah. suck it up and it's okay and i don't need to I'm not going to bring this up right now. And you just, do you think both of us do that? Absolutely. And I think part of that is, you know, you like this person and you want them to be happy. And part of that is you think you need to tolerate some shit. And um, I mean, to an extent you do, you you know, nobody is perfect. And there are things that you're going to have to to just accept as, as part of that other person's makeup. But um, yeah, we both, both folks are capable of, of doing that yeah and i've always been curious how much boys do that because i know women do it a lot yeah we don't I think ask a lot for of what women, we want or we don't ask for what we need yeah they're concerned that like if they ask for what they want or they need it's not going to be valid or it's gonna be needy like i'm needy. yeah it's, it's gonna be too much yeah it's gonna drive them away whatever it is yeah and again like that really does come back to me communication and this has been a thing that i've seen with clients is they will be really upset about something. It will be festering for weeks or months. And I'm like, okay, well, have you actually talked to your partner about this? And usually the answer is no. And so that right there is a huge part of the problem. Like you're letting it fester and build up rather than just sitting down and having an honest conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I've done that. Oh yeah. I've done that. Absolutely. I have. Yeah, so. but usually by the time it comes out, I end up expressing myself in not the best way. And you still do a good job of diffusing it. Usually it's over in about five minutes. Well, when you do that, you're just a ticking time bomb. You got all this pent up frustration with one thing and then something in your day goes out of the way and then boom, it's it's an explosion. And to me, if, if you're not willing to talk to this person, then that's you got to you got a problem right there. You, yeah. If you're in a relationship with someone, you need to be willing, one, to talk to them about these these kind of things and ask questions and voice your concerns. And you need to be able to listen to yeah. them as well. Yeah, that's a good point. So I think that comes back to one of our questions. What was, what would you, what advice would you give to someone who is scared to approach certain topics with their partners out of concern of how they'll react or what they'll say? Well, First and foremost, if you're feeling really insecure about this, and this is from, again, like the kind of a coaching perspective, um, I would ask yourself, like, why are you so scared? Why are you so scared of the answer? Is it because this person has um, exhibited behavior or reactions in the past that make your fears valid? It's like you voiced your needs or your concern before and it's blown up and not been taken well. Mm -hmm. That's something to note. Or is it simply that you, like you were saying, are not used to having your needs met or you're afraid of rejection or, you know, it's something internally. And that's good to know. Just like, okay, is this a me problem or is this a them problem? And then you have to just ask yourself if it's better to suffer in silence and not get what you want. And it's usually a no. Yeah. Or have the conversation and maybe get an answer that you don't like. Yeah. Because that's also part of it. 
as well. Like you're with another human, you're not going to be a clone of that person. They're going to have their perspective, their, their limits, their boundaries. And so sometimes you're not going to get exactly what you want. Um, but it's always, in my opinion, better to know and have the conversation than to not. Yeah. Again, I mean, if you don't have it, it's just going to build up and you're going to explode. You're going to be passive aggressive or snarky or whatever. And then one day it's just going to blow up into a, into a knockdown drag out. And it's, it's always better to diffuse a situation and rip the bandaid off before you get to that point. In my opinion, I mean, some people might like that. Maybe they get a kick out of the knock down, drag out emotional eye of an, of an argument, but it's certainly not me. I hate it. So I think it also some, I've seen people too, where it just makes them shut down. Mm -hmm. They shut down and they're like, I don't know if I love this person or want to be them anymore because it has built up so much and there's so much now energy behind it that they don't have the capacity to deal with it anymore. Mm -hmm. And so rather than feel it and work through it, they just kind of turn their emotions off. Yeah. Or I think that's also if it's kind of the, it goes back to the attachment styles. So if you don't, if you know that you're someone who is an avoidant attachment mm-hmm. style, either sure. just by nature or for trauma or whatever, you're probably going to shut down when you're in conflict with someone. And so if you know that about yourself or you know that about your partner, then you can kind of deal with things a little bit differently or you just need to hold the other person accountable and be like, hey, don't shut down. I know you I know you're shutting down right now mm-hmm. and I need you to not do that because yeah. we need to have this conversation. Um we both have done that. we it goes both ways for us. Every yep. once in a while we're just like, I really oh, don't yeah. wanna I don't want to deal with this right now. I'm just gonna walk out of the room. <laughs> and that doesn't go over well. well I mean, I, I think sometimes it is though. Like sometimes, I mean, sometimes you do have to is. take that yes. step back, yeah. and you have to really give yourself the space to think through things and yeah. reflect on your own actions, mm-hmm. especially in a relationship. Because every person, there's two people in a relationship, and you guys are both bringing to the table your traumas from not only your life, but also your past relationships. So even if you are in like a healthy relationship right now, you might still have trauma from how your ex reacted to you mm-hmm. or just a compile of so many different things or parents or siblings or any sort any bosses, yeah. all the stuff, yeah. all sorts of stuff. So everyone's going to operate very differently. Yeah. But if you're legitimately scared to talk to your partner about things, especially important things, then that's something to pay attention to. For sure. If people are really not willing to have a conversation and communicate, um, I would say that's a problem. Yeah. And I'm just going to go ahead and throw this out there early uh, in this conversation because it's something that I, I, I had to learn and thoroughly believe is that you can leave, you know, like you don't have to, if that's the kind of conversations you're having and you're not getting anywhere, like the option to leave is always, is always there. So I'm just going to go ahead and put that out there early in this conversation. You mean like physically leave? Well, physically leave, break up, with break up with this person, get away from this person. If that, you know, if it has gotten to that point, then, you know, people, people are so scared of that option, but it's, it is there. And if you are un- that unhappy and you're not making progress, I mean, that's, that's part of it. That's life. So we are real deep, real I'm serious. Just, I'm just saying, <laughs> real quick. Know. No, I I agree though because 
if you, you know, maybe you've had that conversation already, you feel like five times with your partner and you're not feeling seen or heard in any way, and you really don't know what else to change it. You guys have gone to therapy, you've worked with people on it, all kinds of different stuff. And these are big, you know, you can have big problems in your relationship, then it might be time to start thinking about an exit. Yeah, thinking about an exit. I like that. Yeah, thinking about an exit. Do you have your exit, buddy? <laughs> Just make sure you're being clear when you're trying to have these conversations. You know, make sure that when you look back on it, you can say, "Well, I, I mentioned this, and I brought this up, and I did it with a calm voice, and I'm, I, I took the best steps I knew to take." But that is always a the exit, buddy. I suppose, as you call it, is a always an option. Yeah. Huh. I'll try to lighten up from here. I was just saying, he, he would know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Meredith and I kind of went over these questions a couple days ago. And when we were talking about them, we, of course, like probably just could have started recording the podcast. Honestly, then. I was like, why are we not even recording this? Because this we didn't have Nate. So it was just us like bouncing off each other with no, with no uh, repercussions. But one of the things when we were talking about healthy versus unhealthy relationships we brought up was that having your clearly defined values, which you did bring up again, your standards, all those kind of things. And, you know, Meredith said something like, ideally, you would have similar values as your partner. You would probably have a few that are your pillars. And then you would kind of check in with your partner to see how you guys are doing in those areas, X, Y, Z. And so one of the questions that came from that conversation is that what happens if you are doing your work now, but you're already in a relationship and you have your values are now just being defined. So you're just really getting to know yourself and finding out what your values are, but they are not aligned with the person you're with. So this is definitely a multi-stage question to me. I think this is going to go down a little bit of a rabbit hole, but, uh, we like rabbit holes. Yeah. Um, you know, speaking from the guy's perspective, Meredith and I are very different. Meredith and and Mari uh, have their their spiritual beliefs and practices and things that get them through the day. And and I'm going to be very honest with you, that is not what the way I am wired or think or operate. But that's what that's what they do, and that's what they believe. And I think you have to accept that if that's if that's the person you're with. But it works the other way, right? So Meredith knows that. I work on myself in different ways. And uh, when I'm out in the garage alone for a couple hours or I'm off in the woods or whatever it is, you know, I'm I'm working on myself as well. And, and I think you should ask them that question just because just because they're not, you know, maybe following the same system as you are, it doesn't mean they're they're not trying to learn um, as they go. Yeah. trying to make themselves better and and maybe they're not maybe they're happy where they're at or maybe they're in a plateau or or one thing i've run into and meredith's helped me out before is uh you don't know where to start at sometimes you know you get to a plateau and you don't know where to go next and somebody throws you a book title or a podcast or or something that lets you let you do it but just because you're you're doing it different ways doesn't mean you're not both working in the same direction mm-hmm. yeah and I think, I think the values thing, first and foremost, you want to define what your values are. 
And you also want to be open to his point that we have our own kind of set of personal development tools and spiritual beliefs and the way the world works beliefs that are pretty different. But at the end of the day, what we want for our relationship, how we like to live our lives and the type of people that we want to be are very aligned. How we treat each other. How we treat each other, how we treat other people. Like those types of things are very, very the same. Mm -hmm. But like I may be in here doing some kind of meditation and he's go surfing instead. So like we we're both doing it. It just looks really different. And that's, I think, difficult to, to tell someone like, oh, well, it's okay to have really different beliefs and really different values. But like at some point, it does have to trickle down to you want the same things. You want to be good people and, you know, have have kind of a similar set of values for what you, re- you want your relationship to be like. So that's kind of the caveat I would say to that. But you're right. I mean, people have their own ways of doing things and you want to be available for that for sure um and if you get to a point where you've now just defined the type of person you want to be how you want to be treated what you want out of your life um and the values that you need to get out of a relationship and you have a really open like painfully honest conversation with your partner and they're just like uh nope i don't get that I don't understand what you mean. Like, I just don't even know how we would do that. Can you think of anything else someone may say to that? Like, just nope, don't get it. Then you've got your answer. And that's because we're just going to point back at Nate's exit buddy strategy. Like, you got to leave at some point, right? I don't know. Because, I mean, you you say they don't have to get it. You know, they don't have to get your what you're doing or your system of belief. If you want to go out and dance under the full moon once a month i mean more power to you but i don't have to understand that if that's what if that's what makes you happy then and gets you through the day and that's i think that's that's, i think that's the difference is like if they are supportive or not right and accepting yeah and accepting if they're not supportive doesn't even have to be supportive it just has to be accepting because he's not gonna like buy me sage Mm -hmm. to do my naked dancing in the moonlight (laughs) he's gonna just be like all right, honey, I'll see you when you get back. <laughs> yeah. And some people, it, some people, it does bother more than others. Yeah. It just right. depends on what those values or beliefs are. And if it's triggering you that they are not accepting or supportive of those, it's a question of like, why is this something that is so important to me that I need my partner to have that value yeah, is there something that I feel insecure about here or like what what am I afraid of here if they don't completely if they're not totally on board with this? Like why are you scared of that? Cuz I'm one of those people like I could care less if he gets half the things I do. As long as he's he's good with it and he's not like pushing back on anything I want to do, I don't care. Yeah, I mean there's two points along these lines is that you know, the first thing we started with was you guys mentioned defining what you wanted and if part of that definition in a relationship is you want the other person to go dance under the full moon with you then that's important to you and you should you should stick to that and there's nothing wrong with that um but mari mentioned a good term that meredith and i like to use a lot when we have some of our talks is the pillars the pillars you have in a relationship just like a building or 
are important, what what holds you up. And one of ours, and I like to give examples on, on just about anything I can, is independence. You know, we both, that's something we said, you know, individually at some point, we said we want the other person to be independent and have their own life and own friends and own beliefs, and we're okay with that. In fact, it's for the best. And so the independence of the way she thinks and, and handles stress or uh, the way she gets through the day is very different than mine, and, and that works for us. Mm-hmm. So, But having those pillars and, and identifying them is, I think that's pretty critical. Yeah, and it's something that you guys can do together. I think it, you should do together. Um, yeah, it's a good road trip, road trip conversation. It's usually yeah. where we get into our deep talks is about yeah. hour six of some god awful road trip. Every once in a while, I just learned that he does this. I just learned this, but he will literally pick a topic and ask me a question because he knows that it's going to send me on some <laughs> psychological analysis yes. or some kind of metaphysical, you know, rabbit hole of some kind. And I thought we were just having a conversation. He was like, no, nah, I was bored. I just wanted to yeah. start oh, something. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> we have a two hour long conversation. He's like, yeah, I thought that would get you going. Yeah. And it's not an argument. It's just no. something I know is going to like trigger her a little bit, not make her mad. And I'll sit there and play devil's advocate. You know, this is after 30 or 45 minutes of silence. Everybody's relaxed. And I'll just hit her with some so God, awful question. Yeah, you're like, I, I don't think just, anybody needs therapy. And I'm like, well, <laughs> buckle up. <laughs> uh, even if I absolutely don't believe it, just to send her into the to the argument and have the conversation is, is fun and makes you think. And yeah, and this is thought provoking conversations, yes. we'll call them. Yes, <laughs> but he's like manipulating me into like having these conversations. Oh, manipulating, that's a tough word. It is, I mean, it is a strong <laughs> word. It is a strong word. But, and I also think that. I think it's also relevant to to say that we come by all of this strategy and like having values that are really strong and things like that because when we first got together we didn't have any of that. Yeah. At all. Learn the hard way. We learned the hard School way. School of hard knocks. On yeah. All so we have some credentials that kind of back us up here too. Like we did not have any of this in place and the relationship completely fell apart. Um, and it wasn't until we got back together that we decided, okay, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it really differently and we're going to have different conversations. And it was rough for like the first, I don't know, probably the first six months we were having some intense, not super fun conversations fairly regularly. Yeah. But you gotta, you gotta do that. I mean, yeah. again, yeah. we just keep going back and back and back to communication on will this whole, whole talk, I believe is that you have to be willing to have those conversations. And in my, I'll say like from my perspective, you have to really be okay with getting some answers that you don't like, because <laughs> there were a lot of those conversations where he just, he just kind of stood his ground and was like, no, I, I don't think that that's the way we're going to do it. And I don't think that's the best way for us to do it. And I had my feelings hurt and I was mad and, you know. Uh-huh. It just, but again, like from my, from my point of view, while we were going through that whole process, I said, if we don't get to this point in the relationship and I feel this, this, and this within three months, that was, I would like set deadlines then I'm going to reevaluate if I need to leave because I'm not willing to put in all of this work. If it's not going to pay off and we're not making progress, I don't want to just snowball and just keep not having a super super fun time but every time 
I got to one of those deadlines. It's like, oh no, we're, we're where I wanted us to be. This is good. We're making progress. And so I would set another deadline and be like, all right, let's see where we are in three months and I'll reevaluate. Did I tell you that I did that? No. <laughs> Sorry. No. Learn something new every day. Yeah. But that was part of how I dealt with not being up in my head about it. And I think that is a, it was very helpful for me and it may help anybody else who is in a sticky part of the relationship to say like, okay, if I do everything that I can and I'm having the conversations and I'm being really vulnerable and really honest and we're not making this type of progress in X amount of time, then I will allow myself to reevaluate. But up until then, I'm not going to worry about it. Yeah, and especially if you're someone that gets really up in your head and you just obsess and hyper analyze everything. That was a very good strategy for me. Um, so, yeah, um, you learn something new every day. That's right. Been, that was that was what, three years ago mm-hmm. that we went through all of that. So I think it's important yeah. to just know about Nate and Meredith's relationship, that they were together and then they broke up for a little while. Like and a long time like, like a while, and they did work on themselves. True, yeah. And during that separation, and I think that helped you guys. I mean yeah. that that set you guys up. Yeah, we to come, be stronger and to work better together. We come by all of this advice very honestly. We did it a lot of it, and I mean we didn't talk for eight months after yep. we broke up. Yep. You know, went through the typical. Break up, no speaking, everybody doing their own thing, and the ups and downs that go along with that, and then here we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, they had to go from that relationship and learn a lot about themselves from it, and to yeah. be able to really start again with a new perspective and yeah. fresh start. And I think I'm always I'm always wary to share that with people because then the immediate follow-up that I get and I've had this happen with a lot of clients is hey me and my boyfriend just broke up can you tell me how to get back together with him because I know oh. you did that and I'm like no 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 that's not so that's why I think I waited until this point in the conversation to like even share that because it yeah. always I have had bad experiences with that because then I have to talk them out of I was not gunning to get him back the entire time yeah and I was not that was not my angle I wanted to heal myself and not go through that again so I was working on myself and we just happened to start running in to get to each other once I had worked through a lot of my stuff and it seemed like you had worked through a lot of your stuff yeah and then we had all those hard conversations and so it's not something where it's just like oh yeah just send him flirtatious dms on instagram and like go to his favorite bar and run no. into him casually and i think we saw each other maybe two times in that nine months that first band there we didn't hardly see each other at all we didn't speak at all and uh Meredith was working on some stuff and i was taking care of some of my own problems problems but yeah so that's the that's the other thing too is like it, it's all about how you decide to resolve the conflict and you got to be willing to hear some stuff you you may not like to hear. And hopefully it's worth it. I agree. And we kind of kicked off this question already, which one of the questions we got was, what advice would you give to a person who's in a relationship where one f- person is focused on their growth and personal development and healing and evolving just in general, but their partner does not have that as a priority or they're not willing to work on themselves? And then even 
furthermore, if that partner isn't able to support your growth and involvement? I know Nate's going to have an opinion on this for sure. <laughs> Do you want to start? Sure. Okay. First, I definitely have an opinion on this. Uh, my first question to someone who asked me that would be, how do you know they are? Because again, people do things different ways, right? I mean, you may be looking through this lens that you have of, of the way that you're trying to work on yourself and the things that you've been taught and the people you're associating with. And that's great. There's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, again, just to use Meredith and I as the example, um, we're very different in this regard, you know. I spend my time alone if I'm surfing or if I'm on the mountain or in the woods or in the garage or whatever. That's that's kind of how that's where I go to work on myself. And that looks very different than, than what Meredith and Mari do and teach. And that doesn't make it wrong. That doesn't make what they do wrong. It's just different. So I think the first question you would have to ask yourself and them is, is are they not actually or are they and you just maybe you don't recognize it? Maybe they're not. Let's give some examples real quick. So an example would be like that person makes jokes or criticism towards when you're doing your own work. Or, for example, you guys have shared finances and they're not supportive of you investing in you doing that kind of work. Mm, that's a good one. Uh, the the jokes thing is kind of touchy. That's kind of a fine line to walk because we pick on each other a little bit. We always are are joking and jabbing a little bit. And um, but at the end of the day, she knows that I I'm going to take what she what she thinks what she wants to do seriously. I may not understand it, and I may pick a little bit. But if that's what she wants to do, then that's good with me. And she you know she jokes with me when she's out. I'm out there under the the truck yelling at a piece of inanimate metal and, and, but she knows that's how I handle some of the stuff going on in my head. Um, to me, just my opinion on the financial part of it is, um, I think that you should, if, if you're working on yourself, you should set aside your own money to work on yourself. You know, Meredith, I don't pay for her to take these classes or do the things that she does. She doesn't pay for truck parts or surfboards or or tools or things like that because that's our own independent thing. And, you know, if you have shared finances, that's that's all well and good. We're not at that point where we share finances. But uh, I think that if you're working on yourself, you should do it under your own steam. But that's just my opinion. Yeah. And what I'll say about shared finances is, and, you know, for us, because independence is such a big thing, we probably won't ever 100% share finances just because it just goes against that value. And so you want to set up your life so that it's supporting your values. Mm -hmm. But if you do have shared finances and let's say one, one partner doesn't work and the other one is the breadwinner, um, I would say, if you're with someone who loves you, wants you to grow, wants you to be happy, wants you to, you know, flourish in whatever way, then it needs to be a conversation of, okay, since we do share finances and this is something that's really important to you and it's going to help you be happy, let's find, let's figure out a plan so that we can put money aside over time. Maybe it's not a chunk of a thousand dollars a month right off the bat. Maybe it's, you know, we'll, we'll just figure out whatever your normal spending money is, like we'll just kind of allocate some of that towards your growth and, and that kind of thing. But 
I, I think that if you're with someone and you love them, like if I was the breadwinner and he wanted to go, I mean, if you wanted to go to Costa Rica every year with your buddies and that's your thing and it helps your mental health and I'm the one making all the money, I'd be like, all right, we'll figure it out and we'll save money, put it aside so that you can do that. But also we're going to save money and put it aside so that I can do the things that I like to do. And yep. I think that that for me would be the conversation. And if your partner's not cool with that, then that's a whole other issue, I think. Another thing to know. Another thing to know. Just pay attention and drop. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not saying uh dump his ass, but <laughs> I'm just saying just note it and you know, it Wait may need to be flag. it maybe need to be a, a deeper conversation of like why do you not want me to be happy you should that's that i would certainly never ask a question like that <laughs> that's that's awfully direct and loaded why do, do you not want me to be happy we have had clients who after doing a lot of inner work and they're in these types of relationships and their partner has specifically told them that they are not happy that they are changing Hmm. Oh boy! Yeah, what do you say? To oh that? man, this is this is one of my. I, I got to read three D like an hour ago. This is one of my favorite ones. Um, He's in. The, he literally is in the garage, sitting out there typing out his answers. It was, it was yeah, so I, on brand. Just just putting some like notes in here, so I don't derail my own train of thought. But like like I said to start things off, leaving is always an option here. But people change. Like that's. We have a phrase at work. Uh, Mara's probably going to give me a nasty look for saying this, but uh, that's part of it. That's life, <laughs> all right? People are going to change, especially if you're making, like you're going to naturally change over time in different ways. But if you're making a point to change, obviously it's going to happen. I mean, that's that's the way it works. Mm -hmm. and, and if you're making, making beneficial changes for yourself and, and you're happy, people are going to fall behind. They're going to be stuck on an old version of you and... And it happens. I mean, that's part of it. And yeah. at some especially point, if you're young. Yeah, especially if you're young. And um, that's that's not to say things still can't work out. Certainly, but you should. I mean, you should move on if you need to. Yeah. I mean, if you're not that same person that they're stuck on, then you're just going to create a rift that's going to grow and grow. But I also think that's part that of it. I agree. I mean, it's it is part of it, and the hope. I'm glad that's recorded. The hope, and the, <laughs> the hope that you want to have, and this, this is part of like the faith that you have to have in being in a long term relationship is that you grow together and you change in a way that still works together. Um, but again, like it's kind of you're taking that on faith because you don't know. I mean, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know how you're going to change or what's going to come your way. Um, but it could also be an opportunity and, you know, it's possible that someone who's really anti your own growth is not open to this type of vulnerable, scary conversation, but you know, why are they so against you changing? Like, what is the problem? Do they have some fear that you'll grow outgrow them and leave them? And they're, that's what they're afraid of. Are they insecure that they should be growing and they know that and they're not, they're choosing not to, and they're choosing to stay the same, even though they know that they shouldn't, you know, that it could be that they have their own things that you all could 
could work on together or you could just illuminate it for them together and then he or she can go off and handle it themselves which is usually nate's mo if we figure something out he's like all right taking that on board and we're not going to talk about it again until i figure it out by yeah. myself sometimes which is fine away from the conversation yeah think about it a little but bit. i think that those that's the only thing i would add um in that regard yeah i mean there's always it depends on all relationships are so different i think if they are anti you changing it is probably, like Meredith said, some type of insecurity that might be coming up or something deeper rooted. And you guys are just, maybe yeah. maybe your beliefs and values are changing and they don't like that. Um, and one of the things that I would say is if you have not yet defined your values, one of those things would be that you guys are both willing to grow. Mm -hmm. You know, I've had some people say to me that they feel like they consistently outgrow their relationships. And I, my question to that was, well, have you ever set the intention that you want to be with someone who is also willing to grow and wants to do that? That's a really good question. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Honestly, we got so many amazing questions from you guys that I think it is time to take a break, take a little pause here, and we're going to have to split this podcast episode into two parts. We just have so much more that we want to share with you guys and so many more questions to be answered. So come back for part two or make sure to go give that one a listen next because we will pick up right where we left off. And thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you are getting so much value out of this podcast episode. And I really appreciate Meredith and Nate taking the time to sit down with me to help answer your guys' questions and give you some insights into what a healthy relationship really looks like. Thank you again and go check out part two.